Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to HWA Radio here, and uh, joining me, as always, a good old CR. Well, pleasure to be here. Couldn't wait to uh, get the show done. I uh, hope you're feeling better and uh, ready to jump right in. Well, it's a little rough going here, but uh, we've got a lot, lot to talk about, so we got to keep, keep on moving, keep on trucking. Uh, we're going to, of course, start things out with the power rankings, and uh, if I may say so, we still have to seem uh, uh, a little vacant up at the top there. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the number one uh, position being held by vacant. I guess he's a new wrestler we have here. But, uh, <laughs> Actually, all, all the wrestlers are kind of vacant up, upstairs. So uh, Yeah, a lot, and a lot of the managers, too, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, yeah, so we have no uh, world champion. That belt's still in limbo after the rubber duck was uh, stripped of that title after his chicanery perpetrated at McMadness. So uh, we'll see how the board is going to deal with this and how, well, if we're going to have a tournament or what kind of, uh, what kind of, what they're going to come up with to fill that, fill that void, so to speak. Well, uh, I have heard mentioned, uh, it's just kind of uh, just ramblings around the, the rumblings around the locker room. But uh, I, I did hear mention of hell in a cell. So uh, that could be something that, uh, that would be part of the, what determines the next champion. Well, that'll be an entertaining match. I'm sure. Uh, so number two, our inner horseman champion, of course, the corporal punishment, the, uh, most he has the most uh, unpleasant disposition of any man in the HWA. We'll put it that way. <laughs> yes, he does. Oh, geez, I hate this third one. Jesus. <laughs> oh man, you're HWA television champion, the bandit. Let's just move on. <laughs> Coming in number uh, number, you know, number four. Old old uh, Hiram Lipschitz has been holding steady at four, and the man hasn't even wrestled for Christ's sake. He's, he's done some. He's done plenty of wrestling at. Uh... He's, uh, he's, he's proven himself to be quite a champion there. And, uh, I would look for him to actually be at the top of the top of the ladder when it comes to that uh, world championship. So definitely. Well, he hasn't been, him. he hasn't been on, he hasn't been on television in quite a while for God's sake. Oh, and, no, uh, that's true. Of course, with number five, we have El Loco, number six, Bones McIntyre. And of course, uh, Katungi moving up one spot to seven. Bob Zombie moves up a spot to eight. Uh, the big Dick Gazinia after his, uh, big win at the, uh, was that, what was that? A TLC match or whatever the hell they had uh, right. last week. So he uh, impresses the judges and gets in. Of course, number 10, the man who's just to step inside the squared circle to, and do anything other than attack somebody. <laughs> they, the they, Steel Sultan. They like his style. They, they like the fact that he's uh, proactive. He's just not very much into uh, getting his own match just yet. Well, not yet, but we'll did talk you, about that. Did, did you just say he's the spokesman for proactive? <laughs> very well could be. He's the spokesman for fuck you, Hulk Hogan. Boy, well, we don't know how it feels about the, uh, uh, well, the Steel Sultan number. Oh, well, can't yeah. wait to see this goof get in the ring. He, he's nuttier than a... Uh, Pet squirrel or whatever the hell they say. I don't know. They and none of them squirrel turds. Right, okay. <laughs> uh, and of course, with the women's, I don't think uh, we really had much movement. Uh, Morning Glory Hole, your uh, world champion, uh, number one, BT Goth, the women's national champion, number two, uh, the goddamn Godzilla, otherwise <laughs> known as Geisha Genji. I can't believe I just borrowed a phrase from the megalomaniac, <laughs> but oh well, it fits her. Yes, it does. She comes in number three, uh, number four. Some might say the hottest woman in the HWA, Lucy Fur. Definitely temperature. And we're, not we're, yeah, we're not talking about her looks, but she is attractive. Yes. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind her stomping me with those high heels. Oh, no, 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 I'm starting to sound like Saul. Well, that. <laughs> and, and of course, coming nice in at number five, <clears throat> yeah, coming in at number five uh, after her, uh, her big win over Brandy Alexander, Muffy Trust Fund, who uh, moves into the top five. So yes, with that, there's your uh, women's. 
that's a nice segue into this uh, next this show, 60, that we finished off here. And uh, we had some some good battles here, starting off, of course, with the Muffy Trust Fund versus Brandy Alexander. Now, this was an extreme role, rat, extreme role match. Uh, starting things off a little rough and tumble. We like it that way. Uh, naturally, Muffy is a veteran of the sport, and uh, she's facing off against somebody who, well, she hasn't shown a lot, but what she has shown has been quite impressive. And uh, I mean, this was just one of those good, one of those matches that's good to get the juices flowing. You know, two two uh, different wrestlers going at each other, throw some extreme rolls in there, have a little fun. So yeah, it was a good way to start the show. Jesus Christ, juices flowing! What kind of match was it? <laughs> I knew he was going to go there. <laughs> oh dear God! It was, a, it was the dreaded dildo on a pole match. I guess I don't know, but. Uh... God. <laughs> Wax the carrot, yes, we know exactly. Well, yeah, no, I'll tell you what it was. It was, uh, you know, I was, I was really looking forward to this match to see uh, what Brandy Alexander could do against one of the uh, stalwarts of the women's division, one of the uh, toughest competitors. And uh, you know, they started out, and the two girls, uh, they they weren't shy. I'll tell you that. Mm-mm. No, Brandy had uh, she had, she had the flow, but Muffy turned the tables. No, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I set this up. I know. I, I should be ashamed of myself, but I never am. Uh, anyway, Muffy turned the tables, and no sooner do we get an interruption. Now, this uh, this time around, we've seen this before, several times so far. Uh, this time, CSE with Masato Mayhem coming in has nothing to do with CSE. But as we say, we're talking about alignments here in the HWA, and uh, there seems to be a, a definite heel power. And uh, I, I think if the, you talk about the face power, you're definitely going to have to get their shit together. But uh, she comes out from under the mat with a kendo stick, hits Muffy square in the head. And uh, like I say, this is just another incident of this alignment that we seem to be uh, developing here in the HWA. And it's it's interesting. Uh, it's kind of exciting. But uh, like I said, it's kind of it's kind of lopsided right now. I, I'd say that the uh, the bad guys uh, have decided to form the the foundation very quickly here, and uh, the good guys are gonna have to get a, get on top of things. Yeah, well, from what I've seen, uh, certainly seems to be a power move uh, by Chaz here, uh, trying to align himself with uh, Keys and with Mister Fugu. And of course, uh, uh, in the in in the business world, Chaz has had some dealings with Mister Fugu uh, over in Japan. Uh, they made quite a lot of money together, so uh, no surprise to see those two uh, kind of aligning themselves. And they happen to drag the old uh, ass clown coming in, and uh, they're certainly starting to uh, take control, if you will. And uh, I'm going to be interested to see how this plays out. Uh, but on the other hand, then that, that means you got. The megalomaniac, Hollywood Joe, and oh god, the admiral. That's, Jesus, that's a mixed bag there. That's a, you got a couple of. I mean, you got the guy who used to be the bad guy. You got the, uh, the Joe who just likes to punch people in the dick, and then you got the the, the admiral who, as far as I can tell, is uh, really tied in with that whole Hawaiian shirt thing. We're going to get to that in a little bit, but uh, yeah, well, I tell you, is you. You don't you don't you don't ever want to go to dinner if, if, if the megalomaniac sitting down at the same table with the admiral. It's just not a pretty sight. Oh God, a lot, a lot of a lot of shovel in there and uh, big big spoons, giant spoons that they use down there. They have, like serving spoons that they give those to, and they just let them go to town. But yeah, it's pretty ugly. I've seen it. Um, well, let's talk about <coughs> sorry <coughs> the end of the match. We're talking about Muffy. Uh, much like her sister, she is a fighter and fight. She did, uh, pulling out one of the, one of the mothballs, one, the move from the mothballs to start with was the, uh, the Hilton header. Now I, I'm surprised I even remember that whenever it happened, but, uh, yeah, solid move from her. And then of course she follows up with a tried and true, uh, Kardashian crash, and it was an easy one, two, three. After that, uh, Muffy uh, kicking off the night, good for bunkhouse. Uh, as far as uh, I'm not going to say that Brandy Alexander walked away totally humiliated, 
Uh, she she put up a good fight, but in the end, it was just Bunkhouse that was uh, on top of things. Oh, bunkhouse is on top of Muffy. Well, hey, I don't know about <laughs> that. What's going on there? But uh, yeah, that Kardashian crash isn't the same without her wearing that little skirt. Yeah, I don't those, know. Those, those yeah. pants. I know you don't like them. You like you like the, the free show that she used to give. Well, you know, hey, I'll tell you what. You know me. I'm a dirty old man, and uh, whatever. I'm I'm not one for fashion. I just wear the uh, good old boots, jeans, and a nice uh, comfortable shirt, and of course the old CR hat. But uh, yeah, she came out and and she showed that she was a veteran wrestler. Uh, she got the better of her, but uh, nonetheless, a, an impressive showing by Brandy Alexander. She uh, didn't uh, curl up in a fetal position and just give up. She put up a fight, but in the end, it was the uh, experience that won out. And with that, uh, we we cap off one match going right into another ladies' match here, starting off kind of a, a ladies' night here uh, before we uh, go into this. But I, I do want to point on that uh, before before the match, we got to talk about this because the Adm- Admiral Deuce has been listening to you. And he he took what you said to heart, and he has in fact purchased a new shirt. Uh, he's also got some sunglasses and a lovely Colombian drug lord hat to, to add to his to his uh, outfit there. But uh, he, he asked me personally; he was backstage. Just like, "Hey, why don't you ask Cr what you think of my new outfit?" And uh, well, he said, "Hey, baby, you know all that." But uh, he was curious. I mean, what do you have to say about his new look? His new look. Well, you can put a dress on a pig, and it's still a pig. <laughs> Hey, at least it's something clean. That's what. Uh, that's all I can say. I guess I don't know. It doesn't quite look somebody like somebody vomited all over it. Maybe a manatee <clears throat> vomited on it. I'm not sure. A nice aqua well, you know, it, color. Uh, seems to fit a little bit better too. But you know, th- this match, Misty Furberger against uh, versus Lucy Fur, I, I, was was it true that this match was dubbed Fire Crutch? Fire Crutch. Um, I did not personally hear that, but <laughs> there was uh, there was some talk about the uh, aliases of, of this match. <laughs> Because one, one misty or musty, whatever you had. And then the, well, I was going to say, if old Lucy got too close, uh, the, the fur burger was probably bare. <laughs> yes, singe off the uh, the lovely curlies down there. It was well done. <laughs> God. Uh, let, let's talk about Misty. She, she had her moments in this match, uh, but I think uh, she really had a challenge on in her path going against Lucy Fur. Lucy is just more brutal. She's more ruthless and generally just someone you don't want to lock horns with. Lock horns with, no pun intended there. But uh, yeah, when you're going up against somebody, uh, Lucy's got to be at the. Uh, you've got you got Masato Mayo, of course, is also brutal. Uh, you got the, of course the the, the Godzilla. But I, I, as far as the women's go, I'd put her at least number three when it comes to t- just total destruction. Well, I'd put her probably a tie for three between her and uh, Pennywise. But mm. yeah, I agree with you. You know, I'd like to see a new move by by Lucy. Far, I'd like to see her. You know, like uh, just. Uh, just come running up behind her opponent and gore him in the ass with one of those horns. <laughs> okay. Nice uh, little little dekidnifying there, you might say. <laughs> uh, that would hurt. Yeah, just, ooh, just get him right in the, right in the, right in the ass. Uh, well, well, whatever. But, uh, <laughs> I can uh, see horns, horns in the ass. It's called the call. Yeah, uh, things, things are just going off the rails early here. I don't know the, what the hell's going the on. Horny toad. <laughs> well, anyways, well I got, here, I got, I got to tell you, you know, I, I'm back from the beach house. Uh, I headed back to the ranch uh, the first of May. I, I got up here and I got a mess on my hands. I got a, uh, everything. I got to go. Gene, he decided to stay in Florida for a couple extra days. Thank goodness I can have a little <laughs> peace and quiet up here and stock up on the booze. So I didn't tell him that. I didn't tell him I got I got a new lock for the liquor cabinet, and I'm not giving him a key for Christ's sake. He can get his own. He'll bite through a lock. I've seen him do it too. If, if it's not one of those uh, ultra the, the hardened hard, case hardened that they have there for from Master Lock, if it's not one of those, he's going to bite right through that thing. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I got him a. Uh, he's not driving my truck anymore either. Oh, he isn't. I got him his own damn car. Oh Jesus! I hope it's got a cow catcher on it. Well, I don't know. I got him a Yugo. Oh. 
<laughs> oh, Cal will tear right through that. He's not worried about it. I got that. a good deal on that. <laughs> Where'd you get that from, the 80s? <laughs> yeah, I pulled out. I found it in the junkyard. I said, does the damn thing run? He said, needs new tires. I said, I'm all in. I got the whole thing for 300 bucks. <laughs> there you go. Good deal for Gene. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it has... Uh, I don't think it has airbags in it, though, so he's going to have to watch himself. Airbag, you just blow up a paper bag and put it, like, set it on the dashboard. That's about all you get out of that one. <laughs> well, anyway, we got, let's, uh, this, this match here, as much as Misty fought to overcome the big red machine, please don't sue for that. I didn't mean that. Uh, it, no, it was the uh, it was the devastating Purgatory Express that did Misty in. Now, we, we typically seen the Brimstone Bulldog, but the Purgatory Express is definitely, uh, you, you're going from the top rope, landed straight on your head, and there's just nothing that can counter that. Uh, that's, uh, it's, it's devastating. Once you're down, you are down, and Misty was, in fact, down. Big victory for the Ass Clown Coven. Uh, continued success for Lucy. Lucy doing great. I, I, I'm looking, but not, nothing but uh, clear skies ahead for her, uh, climbing that championship ladder once again. Oh, she certainly is. You know, and uh, but you just got to wonder uh, down the line what's going to happen here if uh, Lucy becomes the number one contender, and then you got uh, someone from the uh, Ask Clown Coven and CSE going for the title, and uh, does that kind of splinter the faction or what happens? But uh, that's something to be seen down the line. But yes, yeah, she has been on a roll lately, and uh, she is a tremendous competitor. And, and like I said, I just don't understand how that girl can wrestle in those heels. They got to be six inches for God's sake. <laughs> she likes to peg people. <laughs> but, hey, she oh well, don't <laughs> set her up with Saul. <laughs> Uh, so, I'll, I'll never forget the time he called in and told us that one. That was a TMI, <laughs> if you ask me, for Christ's sake. I spit milk on my nose when I did. Oh, Lord. <laughs> it's just like being in high school again. <laughs> high school, junior high, whatever. Um, that's it. What do we, oh, after that, we had, the, uh, of course, the tag team championship match. Now, here we did talk, you say you spit milk out your nose? Yes, I did. Whenever he talked about that pegging, I said, <clears throat> did that grunt thing, and the milk came right up the, right, clearing up the sinuses. You're yeah, drinking milk. What the hell are you, Kurt Angle? Uh, no, I'm the, it's, it does a body good. <laughs> All right, well. <laughs> something like it. Anyway, so does a, how old are we? So does a so does a vigorous penal massage. That does a body good too. Well, I'll, I'll line that up right after the show here. Hopefully, uh, talking about the uh, the tag team championship match at Stone Cold Crazy. Uh, this is our first championship match of the night. It is a good one. Uh, it features a tag team as old as time itself, basically uh, going up against just one of the dirtiest in the game. Of course, my maniacal medics. I love them personally, but I, they are in fact as dirty as they come. And uh, I mean, I'd be inclined to call this one. Uh, just simply one of the best type of matches to have due to the sheer polarity of it. Because you got, they're not good guys. I'm, not, I'm sure they, they've done their share of punching out referees and stuff like that. But the Maniacal Medics, uh, opposite them, it just seems right. And while this isn't a rivalry per se, uh, it's a challenge between two archetypes of the sport. Well, the Medics, you know, former champions, of course, uh, going again. You had, you had uh, CSC against the Megalomaniac, and that's always a, a, a fun time to watch that. And uh, to be, uh, be quite honest with you, uh, you know, the bad guy, he was on good behavior that match. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Chaz mixed it up there a little bit. And, uh, yeah, those, it, it, hey, I'll tell you what, our tag team division, I think it rivals anybody's. We go at a lot of really quality teams. And, and it's not just the teams that are teams, it's the ones that, you know, we kind of got put together. And, uh, you know, I heard a rumor that uh, since old Nico Inoki is, is heading, or he's back in Fiji running his promotion there. And uh, from what I hear, he's kind of skimming off the top. But, hey, you know, <laughs> guys got to make a living. That's true. Uh, I heard that his replacement in FU Incorporated is going to be the st- none other than the Steel Salt, and I can't. Boy, could you yes. imagine him and Katungi together? Jesus, Mary, I, and Joseph. I did see a note on that, and I was I was excited when I saw. It. I was like, "This is this real? Is this real?" <laughs> because uh, well, it's, it's still FU though. <laughs> you got to understand that it's even though the definitions changed a little bit. Maybe explain that to the to the listeners. Well, the reason it's FU is because that's what the Steel Sultan says every time he's coming down to the ring. <laughs> Yes, it does. It's his favorite expression. <laughs> Fuck you. 
shit. But uh, yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, those two guys are going to be uh, very impressive coming up. And uh, we, we'll see. Uh, actually, we're going to see uh, the Sultan uh, in, in the, the next show here, starting things off. I'm getting ahead of myself. Just let me, let me give you some advice. If you ever find yourself in the same room with the Sultan, if you ever find the makes his vital chat, do not mention the name Hulk Hogan. Oh, God. He'll go off. He'll start throwing chairs and shit. Start throwing pumice. Oh, he might put you through through a table for God's sake. Don't, I, just don't do it. Yep, I'll be sure to keep myself in the corner or clear somewhere. Uh, <clears throat> talk about this this match though. In any given match, like, like we like to say, uh, we like to mention tagging and Stone Cold Crazy always on par. I mean, they they know that side of the game so well. But uh, I would not necessarily fault the medics. Now the medics didn't nearly tag as much as Stone Cold Crazy did. And even at face value on paper, uh, you saw that uh, Pat Schmier spent way more time in the ring. But Colin, had, had, he had his fair share of action on the outside of the ropes. Now, numerous times, he got when he took the arms behind and uh, just let the old, the old Pap Schmier pound it right in the gut there, tied him up there, and uh, uh, cheating. Yes, yeah, certainly, obviously. Uh, but uh, I would think that this might be kind of an alternative strategy, not necessarily having equal time in the ring, but having uh, definitely have uh, some uh, an offense that I would say is le- at least marginally effective on that. Uh, he, he's participating and just letting the letting the other guy take the, the spotlight, but that doesn't mean he's not part of it too. Well, he's letting the other guy take the punishment is what he was letting down him take the punishment. You know, there's a lot to be said for, you know, helping out, you know, holding a guy in the ring. And, but you know what? You got to spend, you, you can't have one guy carrying the load in, in, in the ring because he's eventually he's going to wear down. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what happened. Although I, I you know, it, it's been so long, uh, since we well, since we saw that show, and I, I really should have rewatched it, but I I, 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 I think it was uh, Colin Osby that took the pinfall in that one. Uh, actually, it was, uh, we'll talk. We'll actually talk about the ending of the match. Now, this was you had uh, you had Pap Schmier was inside. Oh, and- you're right. I saw what you said. Yeah, I see there the notes here. But but to, get to, to my point, uh, you know, he just did. You can't let one guy wrestle seventy five percent of the match. You're just not going to have success doing that because, like you said, I mean, uh, uh, Colin Oscarby was outside the ring and he was he was holding guys. He was getting some cheap shots in, but you know, he Pap Schmier was the one taking the the bumps, and eventually it's going to catch up to you. Right? Yeah. Uh, the like the end of this match is it's it's academic with Stone Cold Crazy. They, they just know so much more. Uh, they have so much more experience. A uh, very standard effective team attack in the form of the Asylum. Of course, we've seen that before. Very effective. Uh, Fritz goes down for the pin. Uh, now, your first instinct ought to be. To, to jump in the ring and break it up. Now, we've it's sometimes uh, you guys get a little behind. We saw Golden Shower Boy tripping up over the ropes at the pay-per-view. But uh, th- in this particular case, this was odd. Uh, not only did Colin not jump in right away, but Chaz was out there, and he just kind of like was staring at it. Calm as you please. I mean, what happened there? It's it like everybody was thinking of something else when that was happening, when that uh, that pin was going on. Be quite honestly, I don't know what the hell happened. I, I was uh when the match was over, I, I just stood there in disbelief, shaking my head because this, you know this is not the type of a, of, a, of a match you expect from CSE, and then especially with Chaz, the ring general out there. Mm-hmm. Why Colin did not rush in right away to break up that pin? Uh, why Chaz just looked ho hum? I don't know. The only thing I can tell you is maybe there's some kind of grand plan down the line that the medics were going to lay down for this for bigger and better things. I I, I have no proof of that, but uh, we all know how the uh, to bar the. <clears throat> A phrase from another organization we always call Chaz the cerebral assassin, mm-hmm. uh, the thinking man's manager, and uh, he usually has a plan. And uh, maybe there was somewhere along the line that was the plan. I have no idea, but I was I was shocked uh, to be quite honest with you. 
something about the championship, maybe just laying off of that. And uh, like I said, we're talking about the alignments of the the the, the, the alignment of the planets, so to speak. Uh, so uh, that includes the tag teams. They could have something up their sleeve. And uh, <laughs> I would never put anything past Jazz. He's he's uh, definitely uh, one of a kind when it comes to coming up with the the, the great uh, the, the giant plan or the uh, the grand scheme, uh, you might say. Let's uh, talk about this TLC match. Stuttering, stuttering John over here. This was some good old-fashioned slobber knock. And I kind of love these matches, even though you don't really worry about who's going to win, who's going to lose, anything like that. You just like to see a lot of good action. And TLC match, that this was quite a mixed bag. You had the Goldfather, for one thing, on the one side, probably the most experienced in the ring at the time. Big Dick, of course, the least. But those were the two things, two guys that got it going on. In a match like this, it's all everything. The ground is level, so nobody has a particular advantage. But these two had a pretty spectacular moment started off with Goldie picking up Big Dick and he just tosses him through the air like a lawn dart right through that table uh, for a 50 year old guy the gold father just I, he's unbelievable he shows no signs of slowing well he keeps himself in uh peak condition uh, he's always in the gym uh he's been doing this for a long long time he knows his body and uh he, he has himself in tremendous condition and uh, I'll tell you what uh I was surprised I was uh, we all know how I feel about these matches mm-hmm uh, in in a lot of, a lot of these uh, situations, the, the the best man doesn't win these matches. Uh, it just seems the one the, the one who can. Uh, <clears throat> it's a war of attrition. You know, the guy that can last the longest, and in this case, the man that can keep his hand on that briefcase the longest, right, is is the guy that wins. But uh, yeah, I mean, the Goldfather still showing, uh, making a good showing for himself, being one of the original. Uh, re- and let's not forget, you know, you have the Goldfather, and, and we just talked about Stone Cold Crazy, and they're two of the originals. So uh, it was a it was uh, it was a it, it was a, a good showing by the uh, the godfathers of the HWA, if you will. <laughs> the old guys <laughs> stepping up and the, representing. The, the over the hill gang. That's it. Um, Although I'll tell you, I, oh, Loco, I think he's still in his 30s. He started wrestling when he was like 10 or something. They, <laughs> they start out young at that age. They, they just start like, they pop out and they throw him right in the ring. <laughs> Cut the cord, you're ready to go. Boom. <laughs> put, a, put a mask on him. Um, <laughs> talking about, the, I don't know what the hell, where, where I was going with that. Uh, the first attempt of the case. Let's talk about that. Booger dude. He was, he was on top of things right here. Uh, sharp guy. Not not always. Uh, well, let me say he, it comes and goes for him. He has good days and bad days. But uh, he nails Crow with the flim flam, and then just like a shot, right up the ladder, starts the timer. Now Goldie and Dick teamed up to the top of the ladder. Generally, there was bodies falling everywhere, and uh, we saw some quickness from the Admiral's fleet in the in the in the form of Booger Dude. Now, in the end, it didn't work out for him, but uh, still, he's, he's got a way to go, I think, before he reaches any kind of pinnacle. But he does always seem to be going in the right direction, very slowly perhaps, but uh, he does seem to be building little by little. Well, he certainly shows signs of improvement every match. Um, let's not forget, uh, wasn't that long ago, he had a title match where, uh, I think, against Sabu, and he gave Sabu everything, or no, was maybe, I don't know, he wrestled somebody and gave him everything they, they, could, they, could, get, they, you know, they could handle. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> like I've always said, you know, with these new guys, all it takes is just to get that experience, just get the experience one match at a time, one match at a time, you get them under, you get that under your, your belt, and uh, eventually you have some success. And I think... Uh, I, oh, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but it just might be a matter of time before he's wearing a strap. <laughs> Wear a strap under his nose to keep the dripping from going all over the place. Well, yeah, that too. So, a bag with a chin strap. That's what we need to get him invest in that. Um, let's talk about the, uh, the the fact that there were lots of lots of opportunities for a winner in this one. Yeah, I think everybody had their chance up at the top of the ladder at least for some time or another. Uh, but I, I'd say that this was a strange one because Big Dick had his hand on the case for a good ninety seconds right at the end before it popped. But the other three. Uh, these guys were like the three Stooges. Uh, yeah, Larry Crow, Big Dick Moe, and of course, 
Curly Booger, whatever you, whatever you want to call him. Uh, but these guys had no clue what was going on. This, this was a hilarity. Uh, you, you try to think, you, you watch these matches with some seriousness, uh, some some desperation. But these these guys were just all over the place. Uh, <laughs> it was a nice payoff for for Dick Gazinia, but uh, it uh, it just it didn't fare well for any of the other three. Uh, first TLC win for the Fugu Dynasty. Congratulations on that. But uh, yeah, the, if if you're gonna go, I, I understand that you're from different stables and you kind of got to work together it sometimes but those guys just they were pathetic well once again how many times have we seen this in, a, in, a, in a, one of these uh, tlc matches that uh, you know a guy's up there with his hand on and people were just looking around staring <laughs> expecting somebody else to do something or you know checking out a chick in the third row i don't know what the hell they're looking at but i mean I, i'm screaming at the tv just do something you idiots you know and <laughs> Well, none of them did, and they lost. Fugu was saying, no, don't do something, you idiots. We went, we need the money. I need a new moth-eating suit. <laughs> something like that. But, uh, yeah, that's, that was quite an ending, an odd ending. He has to pay for some of his food poisoning lawsuits is what he needs. That's very true, yeah. He, he needs to pay for lawyers. And uh, I think, has he been working with Saul on that uh, for the, for the what was the naked naked sushi buffet they had? Uh, in the, the yeah, I, that, well, that, was a, that was a novel idea. <laughs> novel it was. Uh, didn't, not so much you know, on delivery. It, it, the only, the only problem was that the, the girl acting as the platter for the naked sushi, not only did they have sushi, she had crabs. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just threw up a little in my mouth. <laughs> All right. Before I have to think any further on that, let's go ahead and talk about one match that was serious. This yeah, this was uh, very serious for the night. And, uh, of course, championship, Interwarsman Championship. Here we go. It's the main event of the night two patriots uh one of the olympic champion and the other who i believe holds the records for uh most uh, abuse of uh, medical or uh, military credentials i should say but uh, regardless <clears throat> we had a it was a battle it, it really was uh it was easy to see why the corporal is able to elicit such a strong support base while cultivating an equal and opposite air of animosity he's just badass like that it, it, it's love him or hate him no nothing in between well, I don't think there's too many people that love the corporal, to be quite honest with you. I don't think he loves himself. That may be. <laughs> but uh, he certainly, uh, whether you like him or you hate him, you have to respect him because mm-hmm. he is a tremendous. I, after the match that he had with where he won the Inner Horseman title from, from the snowman, I think he gained the respect of every every wrestler in the HWA. That was quite a fight to do. To- conquer there with the, with the big snowman uh it was very impressive it took uh, several mu- multiple uh snow cones and just kept kept prying out of it Def- definitely a tough guy tough guy tough guy yeah uh mr q of course uh, he had corporal on the ropes for some time and there was a clear opportunity for the win <laughs> it goes to chess signal once again but we saw the bald eagle backbreaker he followed that up with the f5 ringer perfect timing perfect execution but once again good timing and sneakery by chess signal proves to be the fly in the ointment jumps up on the apron and uh, to say that aaron was livid uh, afterwards i the, the folks we cut off after the after the match uh, we go backstage and you don't hear a lot of stuff but aaron was absolutely on fire after that uh <laughs> just say he was uh, just incensed would be an understatement. Uh, what kind of threats by the West Coast Alliance have you heard? I, I know there was there's more than one going on back there. Well, first of all, let me tell you, Aaron Warhol complaining. He's you know he's the king king of chicanery out there. <laughs> I mean, how many times has he been up on that apron? How many times has he distracted the referee? Not only not only that, but posing as this liberal lawyer. But of course, you know, we all oh, know there's yeah. been no proof of it, but we all know what that is. But, you know, this, for this, this is a pot calling the kettle black, so to speak. For him to have any kind of, uh, <clears throat> you know, um, take any umbrage at Chaz's actions, it's ridiculous. But uh, I will say that I've heard, that, of course, he's threatened to get the liberal lawyer involved and go to the board. And he's going to try to have Chaz banned from future title matches and all this other crap. 
I, I heard that Chaz Sagan was going to file a, a DNA test between him and the liberal lawyer <laughs> to have to, them actually in the same place at the same time and then uh, double-check it. But, uh, yeah, it, uh, Chaz, de- definitely, <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he's going to be fighting this tooth and nail, no doubt. Well, we all know that Chaz, uh, now that Pedro's, uh, goodbye, Pedro. Don't ask <laughs> on the way out. <laughs> Pedro's because gone. Since, since Pedro's gone, we have our three-man board up there. I know that, uh, uh, you know, Chaz has had his problems with J.R. Jefferson, but they've found a way to work together. And uh, as far as the other two individuals, I know Chaz has had uh, a few dealings with them and, uh, you know, they, they neither here nor there. But uh, <clears throat> I think it's going to be a tough, uh, tough road to hoe for uh, Aaron trying to get any uh, any disciplinary actions because, you know, we all know who foots the bill for things around here. And uh, you're not going to kill the golden goose. Yeah, it's a matter of credibility, too. I, I, I'm sure he said with all the, the chicanery he's done that uh, he doesn't have, he doesn't have a, a rock to throw in this fight. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about the, we go roll around to the end of the match. We've seen a, a few dishonorable discharges and uh, many matches have ended like that. And we uh, love when they do, but uh, in this particular case, this was a bit of a surprise, a pleasant surprise, uh, this time around the unlucky seven, which uh, while it may not be superior, uh, of the, of the two signature moves, it is more entertaining when you did that wind up and it seems to like take forever when he comes in with that number seven, boom. And, uh, the cue goes down like a sack of potatoes. And, uh, once again, you got the gold stain with CSC. It's split decision for him. He do. He was not able to bring the uh, tag team titles home, but, uh, the, the, the big important one is as far as I'd be concerned, the Inner Horseman Championship coming home for CSE once again. Well, yeah, you know, it is an entertaining move, but it's all, you know, I may disagree with you where I say it's not the superior one. I mean, if you've ever been drilled in the ear hole, that don't feel too good. Let me tell you, <laughs> it kind of scrambles the uh, brains there a little bit. And uh, you saw the way that Mr. Q went down, and like you said, like a sack of potatoes, and uh, he was down for good. You know, the, the corporal, he's, he's, he's been showing uh, a lot of uh, fortitude and a lot of resiliency uh, in that ring. You know, the, his last three matches, I think he's looked very, he's been a slow starter, mm-hmm. but he's able to absorb all that punishment and still come out and, uh, and do what he needs to do. So that uh, makes him a very dangerous individual. Anytime you've got a man who can take that kind of punishment early on and still find a way to fight through it and, and, and make it to the end of the match and end up the victor, uh, it says a lot about that man's character. Yeah, it's like packing down a, a pack of cigarettes first before you pull that first one out. You get it nice and tight and you just, even if it's beaten on, it's ready to, it's ready to smoke. And he was smoking tonight. So with that, it's our championship uh, for the evening, and we're going to be talking about show 61 coming up. Now, this is going to be, uh, we're going back to a kind of a ladies' night here, uh, two championship matches for them, but starting things off is going to be none other. <laughs> here comes the Steel Sultan going up against Max Epad. Very interesting uh, first matchup for him. <laughs> we, I imagine he's got some things to say about that. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no. Max Epad, smelly old crotch pad. Something like that. I don't know what he said. It sounds more like General Oddnod, but uh, sorry. Anyway, uh, this is just going to be a regular exhibition match. We're going to get the finally see the Steel Sultan in action. Um, Experience-wise, experience. Steel Sultan has the experience. Now he has wrestled uh, for many years before. Uh, people think he's a newcomer. He's only new to the HWA. Keep that in mind. Uh, Maxi Pad. He, he's a he's a thief of moves. And with the Steel Sultan, there's really not a lot to steal on this one. I think Maxi Pad is going to be a little off kilter this, and uh, I'm going to give a slight advantage to Steel Sultan on this. Well, the one thing about this is, you know, you have the. Uh uh, the mystery of the unknown, because we really don't know. We haven't. There, I mean, I've seen a lot of film on the Steel Salt, and I know what he can do. Uh, but if you're his opponent, you really don't have anything to, to go on unless they were able to locate some uh, some film to look at. But uh, the Steel Salt, you've seen what he's done so far. He's a brutal, brutal individual. And uh, he may be the second meanest man in the HWA behind the, the, the corporal. If those two were a tag team, Jesus Christ, Katie barred the door. I'd hate to see that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Maxie Pat, he's kind of a fun-loving guy out there. He's a very big man. Uh, you know, I, I think people understand that uh, they think he's fat, but he's, you know, he puts that girth to good use. 
He's, he's also a very powerful man, but uh, I think the Steel Sultan, I think Chaz is going to have him ramped up for this, and uh, I think it's going to be a tough night for the, for the pad, to be honest with you. I think someone's going to say, fuck you to the pad on that one. So with that, we follow up with the... All, Ch- all Chaz is going to have to do is tell him that the, the maxi pad is uh, related to Hulk Hogan, and it's, all, <laughs> it's over. That's, that's <laughs> the secret for the, using the Steel Sultan as a weapon. Uh, after that, we got the tag team match. It's going to be... Uh, we were going to have the nosebleeds, but I realized that maxi pad uh, was, in fact, in a part of the, the team there. So we had to uh, do a quick switch on that one. It is going to be the Trailer Park, pos- trailer park Posse taking their place, and they're going to be going up against Dead and Buried. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the Asklon Coven. It go- that goes without saying. But fan or no, going up against Dead and Buried, you just really got to have your A-plus a game. If you don't, you're going to get torn apart. And Trailer Park Posse, they still got some problems. They, they're they talking about there's some like, cousin, uh, somebody getting married. Just, uh, I don't know what the deal is. But uh, it, it's not looking good for them. There's, so, there's a little bit of uh, unbalance in that organization right now. And I think Dead and Buried is just going just gonna to bury them, plain and simple. Well, I agree with you. Uh, I can't uh, – you know, uh, old CR, he's just a little bit uh, not too bright these days. <clears throat> Killed too many brain cells, but I'll tell you that. <laughs> what do they What do they call that finishing move that they do where he slams them and jumps on their gut? And uh, Jesus, that's just horrific. Oh, that is. I, I forget that. It's been a while since we've seen it. Something, something called, I don't know if it's the burial or something like that. Uh, well, whatever the hell it is, it's brutal, and it's going to win the match for him. Right. Okay, so with with that, we got two for two on agreement here. Let's talk about the women's national title coming up. BT Goth versus, of course, the goddamn Godzilla. Now, this one. Ooh, the other two seem to be easy to pick for me. This one's going to be a little harder. I'm actually going to go with BT Goth for the simple fact that it is a championship match. She te- she seems to turn the, the volume up to 11 on any match like that, and she can get pounded for, for 20 straight minutes and then come back with that, that grave digger on the top and I think it's a, it's a tried and true method. She's got the skills. Uh, Geisha Genji, she's tough, but I don't know if uh, she's going to be able to overcome. I'm going to get BT the, the taking the title home. We all know that, uh, in my opinion, I, I say BT Goth is the uh, El Loco of the women's division. Uh, I refuse to pick against her because I don't want to end up with the uh, egg on my face. <laughs> uh, however, uh, you know, the, this, this Geisha Genji, she's just a big, just mean, strong woman and, and I just don't know if BT Goth can get that grave digger on her because she's so big. I mean, I hate to pick against her, but let's not forget, uh, we may see a cameo appearance by somebody like Masato Mayhem interfering in this match. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, and, and surprisingly, I think BT has a pretty good record against uh, against Masato. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I just think that uh, uh, this is this is tough for me to go against BT Goth, but I, I think I'm going to take Geisha Genji. Right. I'm probably going to have egg on my face next week. Uh, I'll be, <laughs> tell you, I'll be... Uh, you're going to say, what are you doing today? See, I'm just scraping this egg off my face with this toast. So I'm eating it. <laughs> it's a good breakfast, actually. Uh, so split decision there. Good. Now, after that, we're going to have a, a little oddball match here, kind of a uh, KO match. Uh, we're talking between the snowman and the gimp. Now, here you got two guys who are completely different in style. Uh, KO match, I would normally give uh, snowman the advantage here. Uh, gimp, if, if it was a, if it was a uh, submission match, definitely give the gimp because he just he loves it way too much. But in this particular case, I think Snowman uh, is not really going to have a challenge. He is brutal. He comes down with those fists. He'll he'll take whatever kind of weapon he, he got in his hand, he, the ring bell, and it got anything. Uh, so uh, as a matter of taking the gimp out, that that mask isn't isn't going to provide much protection. I think Snowman easy KO. Yeah, a difference in styles, a difference in dispositions. Uh, one's kind of the happy-go-lucky goofball out there, and the other one's just uh, 
a maniacal assassin, for Christ's sake. Mm-hmm. The snowman, he hasn't been in a good mood since he lost the Inner Horseman title. And uh, I think, the, unfortunately, he's going to take it out on the Gimp. So uh, I'm kicking the snowman. World Gimp. <laughs> he's going to get it beaten. Uh, uh, he'll enjoy it. Yeah, he will. Uh, at, finishing off the, the show will be the Women's Championship. We're talking about Morning Glory Hole going up, up against Kelly Boom. Now, Kelly Boom got this shot uh, because she was in the power rankings. Mm-hmm. And uh, she hasn't uh, shown herself to be a phenomenal wrestler in any stretch of the imagination but sometimes it takes an opportunity to make someone rise to the top and to show what they're what they really got going for them and with kelly boom i i think morning glory hole is going to win in my heart of hearts i think morning glory hole is going to win but i'm not going to say that kelly boom is going to make it easy for her by any stretch of the imagination i think kelly boom is going to give morning a run for her money even if she doesn't take the victory away well, you know, you look at this on paper and you say, well, you know, morning glory hole, I'm, as much as I build her up, how can I, how can I pick against her? Uh-huh. Uh, and I won't, but I will <laughs> say this, uh, on paper, it looks like it should be a cakewalk, but, uh, it, there's just something in the back of my craw here eating at me. And I hope it's not like a brainy amoeba, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just something. I don't even want to joke about that, Lord. I'm just kidding around. I don't know about that. You go swim in a lake and then you give it to me and laugh. Ha ha. See, are you're dead, you know, but no. <laughs> I don't want any part of that, but uh, just something that I wouldn't be surprised if if she snuck out the way she snuck out of victory in that TLC match that she was in. Right, he was in, the, but I mean that was just being in the right place at the right time. And, and of course, you know you're going to have Chaz on one side and the megalomaniac in the other corner. It just depends on who can uh, will their <clears throat> their. Well, I was going to say, man, will, uh, God damn it, CR, get it out. <laughs> just spit it out, will you? Just, just, just whatever guy can do the most to help their participant win. How's there that? you go, that participant. That's that's an excellent term for it. <laughs> So with that, we're going to uh, have another great show coming up. And after that, we're going to finalize some things on the uh, uh, the World Championship. We find out that the Duck is not going to have an opportunity at it. They're not going to give him a chance again. They say you cheated too much. You went too far. Uh, Joe, Joe is back in his, uh, <clears throat> he's backing his innocence on the whole project, saying, claiming he has nothing to do with it. Uh, so we'll see. Maybe it's a hell in the cell. Maybe it'll be something well, else. Has, 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 has there been any other uh, disciplinary action uh, against uh, the, the, the rubber duck other than just being, has he suspended at all? Was he fined? I mean, do, do we, other than just being stripped of the title, do we know if there was anything else? I mean, the, is he just they not did ta- to wrestle? They, or? they did take away his lubricant fund, I heard. Uh yeah, no, oh, no, no more, no more KY man. for the duck. Uh, that's that's hitting him where it hurts, though. That's that's more important than any kind of money so, for him. But uh, yeah, <laughs> we're not going to see him uh, in action anytime soon. I, I think he's he walked away because he's kind of pissed off that he got caught. He's he's just one of those psycho. He, he's a psycho. You've seen him in the in the ring with the flailing around, <laughs> doing the crazy quacking and everything. So uh, God, God only knows what you to, to expect from him. But uh, yeah, for now, it looks like it's going to be uh, between the other five stables. Uh, we're going to have possibly a five-man match, or there might be a tournament. They're still working on that. So once they get that, that ironed out, we'll have that information to you uh, rightly. So with that, <clears throat> this has been the uh, HWA Radio here back again. Thanks for sticking around. It's uh, got some <coughs> some issues, some health issues here, but we'll keep fighting through. Uh, CR, any any closing words? No, just glad to be back on the air. Uh Look forward to doing the show. Uh, I think it was a pretty good one, and uh, looking forward to watching this. I can't wait to see the Steel Salt this week. Yes, I, that's going to be an exciting match, and I'm sure you'll enjoy it, too. Be sure to join us. It's hwarules.com and uh, anchor.fm slash hwarules uh, for our radio show. Thank you for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>